Welcome back to the Advocate to Autistic podcast. First of all, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to Kian Butler for his episode last week, his interview. Kian was one of the performers at Autism's Got Talent. And thanks for everyone who has listened to the episode so far. If you haven't, it is available at the Advocate to Autistic podcast page on Spotify or where you enjoy your podcast. Today, we are going to be talking to the fantastic Nath Trevette. Nath was another performer for Autism's Got Talent. And he was absolutely phenomenal with his Welsh song, which we've actually got for you to listen to at the end of the episode. So look forward to hearing Nath's fantastic song at the end of the episode. It was a lovely interview. Nath is really, really passionate about autism, advocacy and making a change in the world. And his lyrics and performance suggest that too. So the interview with Nath is coming up. You get to hear that fantastic song at the end of the show. First though, as always, here's how you can get in touch with the Advocate to Autistic podcast. To get in touch with the show, you can email us at advocate to autistic at gmail.com. You can visit our Instagram page, Advocate to Autistic, Advocate to Autistic on Twitter. And you can get in touch with me on the Inside the Orange Instagram page, Orange Watts on Twitter, or email inside this orange at gmail.com. All these links will be available in the show notes and description. So I'm delighted to say that we are joined by yet another talent from Autism's Got Talent that we were so delighted to be a part of uh, on Saturday the 14th of October. I am joined by Nath Trevette. Nath, another singer, a songwriter as well. He wrote a beautifully powerful song, country style, in, 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 in how he feels. He's a kind of country performer, and it was a beautifully powerful song. Nath joined me today. Nath, how has your day been so far? Quite hectic, if I'm completely candid, but um, I'm really happy to have this opportunity. Awesome. Thank you very much for, for, for joining us. It's brilliant to, to have you on the show. So um, we, we spent quite a lot of the day together on, on, the, on the Saturday. We kind of worked a lot with yourself backstage, just you know, spending a little bit of time with you. Um, so I feel I know you quite well compared to some of the other guests that we've actually had and I'm going to be having on the show. How, how did you get into Autism's Got Talent? How did you find yourself appearing on stage? Where, where does that start for you? I suppose where um, Autism's Got Talent is concerned, I um, I was involved in the um, roadshow in Hale a few years ago in St. Ives, and including one of Wales's biggest entertainment show, Noson Lawen, which literally means Joyful Night. And I just want to do my share for the autism community and options. And what really struck me also was that the venue in London was bigger than the venue in Hale, which leads to, um, you know, wider doors and bigger space, bigger options. And you meet more people as well. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, a, a lot a lot of people there. You, you Did you made, make any friends over the kind of time that you were there? Yes, quite a few. There was, um, there was an Irish family, and I feel like I've become a friend of the family because we, everyone was just supporting each other and everyone was just respecting each other. And I've been in touch with them on Facebook. I've also befriended some of the celebrities. Well, I've befriended one of the celebrities that visited, uh, Danielle Mason. I've never befriended a model before, so it's quite an inspiration for me. I was a bit apprehensive at first because I didn't think she'd accept my friend request. 
because you know we only had a brief moment when she praised me for the performance but i'm really glad that she's um accepted my request and i hope to stay in touch and i've been sending messages to some of the other celebrities like robin windsor who else uh sam who introduced me sam uh, samantha lee how the the writer i believe that's it yeah, yeah. samantha lee how that's it yes and they all really enjoyed the evening as well. That's brilliant. How was it? How does it feel as a performer to to have these celebrities kind of be a part of it? Was it something that you feel kind of like proud of that you did have kind of like a bit of a celebrity kind of event there as well? Definitely, because um, I mean, I've been in the Welsh media a lot over the years. I've been raising awareness for well, heavens, heaven knows how long now. Mm. But um, to have had some celebrities around. I think that makes a difference as well because it reassures you that the message you're trying to send is going out another step forward if that makes sense mm. yeah so with the celebrities using a bit of a platform to be able to boost the kind of awareness it's raising a, yeah basically it's a bigger step than usual i mm. suppose mm. no that's that's absolutely great so We've already talked off air. Um, you, you you sang a song that you wrote yourself. Now, you have really kindly not been too harsh when I tried to say the song name in it when, when we were doing the start. You weren't too critical. <laughs> but uh, as you can tell from your laughing, uh, listeners, <laughs> it might not have sounded exactly as it should. So I'm going to let Nath name the, explain the name of his song and just give you a bit of a brief idea of what it meant. So, Nath, what, what did you sing and, and what was it about? Talk to us about that. It was a tune that I wrote myself. It was called In Velchi, which literally means one like you. Um, because, well, as I said on stage, I've been listening to a lot of Billy Gilman, and I really liked the tune he did with various um, country artists for Souls for Souls. That's souls as in the tones of our feet, mm, okay. or in the numeral, and souls as in, you know, heart and soul, souls for souls. Uh, which is a charity in America which is trying to help um, you know give shoes to those who can't afford any and after listening to that song he did which is called The Choice I just think that I wanted to do something similar for the autism community because um, you know people are still suffering they still feel discriminated so the tune is sort of about myself but it's also I guess you could say trying to give a voice out there for the sake of those who can't stand up for themselves and trying to make people understand that even though we don't do things in the in a sense that they would describe as mainstream mainstream you know we're still people like them and i just think the wider community the wider media even should accept more variety I think it, it was again. It was a, it was a very powerful song, Nathan. Again, the lyrics, um, which are, for people that obviously weren't there to explain it as well, you 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 sung in Welsh, but you had the uh, the lyrics were displayed behind you on a on a, a projector screen. They were displayed in English. Well, that's a very interesting question. I mean, I suppose people would see, you know, my my anger and my. And possibly my passion, but at the same time, they wouldn't have fully understood what I was angry and passionate about. It's a bit like when you're, you know, watching an opera without subtitles. All you can see is just the um, actors on stage moving about, but you can't understand what they're singing. Mm. And 
I mean, I, I like to, I don't like classical music, but I do like listening to things in different languages. I've been listening to some Carmen Miranda recently, who's um, Brazilian, as we all know. Uh, some of her stuff is in Portuguese. I've listened to some of that, but all I can see is just her extrovert face while she's singing. I've no idea what the what she's actually saying because I don't speak Portuguese. But um, the reason I think it's an interesting question is because when I showed the song to a few people after I finished writing it, one of my friends said to me, I can see the difference this would make worldwide. And, you know, I've, I've done it in the Welsh media as well. And I thought that was a, a big step. And I'm thinking that maybe worldwide could be another step forward, the next step. So it's a case of how to do that, basically, no, provided people can still understand it. And I would be more than happy to display subtitles or a translation because I am a translator. Yes, yeah, so in your in your in your day job you do do translating. I remember you telling me that. It was um brilliant. But yeah, you, you mentioned there when you were talking about Carmen Miranda, you said about the 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 kind of expression. There's a lot of gestures when you sing as well. So there's a lot of movement on stage uh when you sing. Is that a choice you made as well to, to kind of underline that passion in almost to your audience? I suppose because I do like, you know, uh, the odd expression and as long as the um, facial expressions and the choreography have a meaning to them, mm. because I mean, if you if you look at Clay Aiken, for instance, performing Invisible, I mean, unfortunately, his actions aren't the most important where that's concerned. What's most important really is his voice. All he seems to be doing is just, you know, taking the microphone off the stand and just moving and jumping about just to give it more variety and it could be because he wants people to um you know focus more on the lyrics which you know is easier said than done in some cases but the choreography for myself on stage yes i i i designed that choreography myself i was kind of inspired by hansen when they did i will come to you another favorite song of mine mm. um because taylor hansen um, points to everyone at the very end of the tune. And I decided to do that, I guess, because, you know, I'm one like everyone, if mm. that makes sense. And, yeah, where Cameron Miranda's concerned, I mean, one of her tunes, Quanto le Gusta, which I think means as you like it. Well, that's the only Portuguese in the tune. And, but, you know, all I can see is just her dancing around the stage the rest of the tune in English, you know, we got to get going, where we're going, what we're going to do. But then the chorus just goes, I just don't know what to say, but it's very fascinating to listen to, I suppose. And that's and that's the beauty of music, isn't it? It's how we receive it sometimes as listeners that we, we do it. I know, uh, obviously, your kind of feel was, was, was country. Is that something you've been doing for a little while? Has it been a change to do country or is it is, is that where you kind of market yes. yourself? Go on, talk to me about that. Yeah, it's it's been a change because um, country's never really appealed to me. And then I started listening to some Billy Gilman. I've also had a few breakdowns in my life and I just decided to try some new challenges. And I think, um, I think country is sort of better suited for myself at the moment because 
it means that I can handle my own lasso because I was abused as a child, forced into things that I don't enjoy. You know, someone, you know, just hang a lasso on my neck, pulling me down a road that wasn't calling to me. Not literally, obviously. But, you know, I th that's why I think country might be better suited for me because, um, as I said, it means that I handle my own lasso. Mm. But also, the guitar is my main instrument, but people keep giving me credit for the voice. I don't think I have the best voice in the world, but I decided, well, if they're going to keep giving me credit for it, I may as well just stick with this. <laughs> with the singing as it were and that's i mean that's an interesting i mean a very self-deprecating there i mean obviously saying about your voice it was it was lovely to hear and again but as that the, the, yeah your, your your voice and it absolutely suits is there an element of it being with country just just kind of enlighten me is it easier to kind of story tell with the country music is it easy to kind of do what you explain what you're doing with the country style i don't know really i mean i mean I like people such as um, Don Henley and Martina McBride and Trisha Yearwood. I like a bit of Gareth Brooks, and I don't know what it is. It, the just the style, such as in "She's in Love with a Boy" or "Heart of the Matter," "Concrete Angel," you know, and Billy Gilman stuff as well. I just think the vibe really portrays the story, and it really suits the instrumentation and everything. And so, yeah, I suppose it kind of helps me to um, portray a story. But also, when I'm not playing the um, guitar on stage, because I, I don't tend to play simple stuff, and I should really, it's just easier for me to be able to, yes, focus on the lyrics and convey them, because it's difficult to sing and play the guitar at the same time if you're a complex player, that is. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I just um, suppose... When you focus on the voice, the lyrics sort of speak for themselves by the end of the day. Okay. I find it interesting as well, you said that it's difficult to sing and play the guitar um, when it's complex. I, 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 I don't mind having a sing, but I can't also play a guitar and I take my hat off to people that can make a tune on a guitar whilst putting their voice out because my brain goes completely to my voice. And if it was trying to do anything else, I don't think I could. Do you find it easier to sing and play simple, simply on the guitar when you say, when you said complex, I understand, but when, can you, you can sing and play a tune along, surely? Yeah, well, I tend to play lead because, you know, I've never really been one for simple style. Okay. You know, I've never really been one for simple chord progression. I can play chords, mm. but, you know, I prefer to take the instrument to the limit. But frankly, I'm wondering whether that's perhaps not the best option for me, especially now, because, um, you know, I keep getting triggers. And I think that's another reason why I like to focus on the voice at the moment, because um, and my own writing as well, because, you know, it, it means I don't have to pressurize myself too much. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else you've written that we might be able to hear soon or something previous that you've written that you're uh, proud of? There is, actually. Um, it's not finished yet. I'm still in the middle of mixing it. But uh, my friend's getting married on Saturday. Now, she's from Brazil as well. So I'm still mixing this uh, tune that I'm going to give to her and her husband-to-be as a wedding present. It's called Dainith which literally means two nests. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've called it that because um, I'm sort of taking literally the expression love birds. <laughs> yeah, very good. And you've written the song, and obviously it's it's it, it's a love song. Again, are we talking country in that? Is it a country vibe again? Well, um, 
not as such. I mean, it, it's written in, in waltz style, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, with a bit of, you know, Brazilian feel to it. You know, I've been listening to a lot of Brazilian music, trying to make it more apt. And I think there's enough Welsh in there because the lyrics are mostly in Welsh. There's a bit of Portuguese as well. But also, I was inspired by one of Dyer Streets' tunes along these lines called um, On Every Street. You know, it's smooth to begin with, and then it comes more upbeat. Mm. So I'm doing something there at that point. But I'm doing something that I guess you could say is experimental. You see, the bride asked me if I knew any choros, which is a sort of Brazilian style of music. I think it means cry, but it's not necessarily something that you play in funerals, okay. which I guess it wouldn't be a surprise because it's quite upbeat and lively. And usually it's in two, four, you know, one, two, and it's quite fast. Something like da, 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 da. But because my song begins in waltz style, which is in three, four, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three. I've had to give this um, upbeat section a different kind of dance. And because it has an extra beat to it, I call it a slip choro. Okay. Because um, if you pick a jig in folk music, which is in one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, there's also a slip jig. It's called a slip jig because it has an extra three beats after it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So that's why I call this a slip choro. Okay, so you've a bit of bit of plan there, bit bit of music invention. That's really good. Well, I, I I hope we I hope eventually we all get to hear something of that. So I'll keep an eye on your on your channels if it does become yes. something you take away. I want to also talk. So just go back to the Autism Got Talent. You wear, and I believe you're wearing it now. Your your headband. Part of your attire is is your headband, which is promoting um autism advocacy. Is that is that correct? Am I right, Zona? Yes, I, I don't wear the headband to look cool. I, I, I wear it to educate people. Mm. And the colours are important as well. Blue, because um, in America they have this event called Light It Up Blue, mm -hmm. which is for autism. And orange, because some people use the so-called orange wallet. Okay. So, you know, the colours were chosen for a reason. But, yes, the band is meant to try and... Um, encourage people to learn and promote equality i guess you could say so you you do spend some time with and in the past you've been doing this as well so you do a lot of advocacy for autism in, in wales so what kind of things you've been doing well that's one thing that i think has made it a, a phenomenal year my colleague and i for instance we did a fundraising quiz which went down really well <laughs> and um you know i've raised awareness in the welsh media just talking about myself and trying to help people understand why certain autistic individuals behave the way they do. Obviously, I can't speak for other people, but I can relate to their sensitivities and try and distinguish why they do things the way they do them. And also, in Neath, someone wants to open a new hub. I couldn't believe this. I did a talk at the um, one of the venues and I played the um, Noson Lawen performance of that tune, In Velchi, mm. and they asked me if they could use it as the anthem to their hub. Well, actually, Sam announced that in her intro of me at Autism Got Talent. So... Yeah, but again, Nath, I think, like I said to you, the, the, 
the words you sing and the passion you display to sing it is 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 phenomenal and again it is such a i think the, the beauty of your song is that it just literally spoke to everyone in an audience me, me sitting there so again we can i come into autism you know as as, as my, my son's autistic and also as, as a person who is autistic myself it spoke to me now the room you're talking you're feeling that was just one person it really really spoke to me i know it spoke to my wife i know it spoke to a lot of people in that audience so i don't think you should be surprised because the, the say the combination of the passion of how you deliver it and the words that you use that yeah, is well, an anthem honestly yeah well also i've shared the article that uh, people wrote, that someone wrote about the um evening mm. i've shared it on facebook it's gone. It makes me think of um, a song um, by Orville the Duck. I wish I could fly. Yeah, I because that one. Uh, you know he can't believe at the end of the song that he's got a friends to support him with his broken heart, and I just can't believe that I've got so many people who really appreciate what I've done, which kind of goes back to one of the um, stalls I was doing once in Cardiff. Um, I was um. I was doing a stall with my colleagues and we have banners um, where, you know, the banners, different banners have different photos of different colleagues on them. In this case, we used mine. I came back from my lunch break and to my surprise, there were some police officers down there and I knew one of them. When I went up to her, she said to me, hi, Nate. When I saw that banner, I said, I know that famous face. <laughs> we ended up talking, getting to know my colleagues and get to know her colleague and all that and she praised me for good work and she saw the tears falling out of my eyes they were tears of happiness mm -hmm. she would have been able to have to, to have um you know realized that mm -hmm. so you know i just can't i just can't believe how how valued everything is just being appreciated sorry you know what i mean yeah, absolutely no no there's no need to apologize i think as i said you've just you've just said it really well there you're 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 working in in advocacy you're you know you're talking from that what you're delivering is from your heart it's something you believe in you're explaining and there's a lot of other people who are listening to that and going i get that i understand that and that's how we go viral because you're talking to people about how they feel as well and again that just brings us back perfectly to your song that's what your song is about. <laughs> you know, we're, we're one like we're one like everyone. You know, we're we you know. Yes, there will be differences in our life. Yes, there's different things we need to be uh, allowed for. And yes, we might not hit the milestones at the same rate as other children. You know, things like that growing up. But we are still we are still one. We are still a, a human race, aren't we? At the end of the day, and that's that's yeah. I've said in a few interviews, you know, for the media that it's not right that people like. Anthony Hopkins, Susan Boyle, Dan Aykroyd should have their diagnosis and then just move on with their careers. I mean, they've had their diagnosis. Fair play. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for them. But where does that leave the rest of us who are still, you know, we've had our diagnosis, but the media just won't take us on board. You know, it I just see, goes yeah. to show that the media still has a lot to learn and it needs to be a lot more accepting. Yeah, and as I say, the more we we share the message, and the more we do it. Yeah, absolutely, you know, we we we're pioneering, Nath. Maybe you know we don't see it in our lifetimes, but we're pioneering for the future generations to to not feel like that. You know, I was I was immensely proud of the younger generation performing at Autism's Got Talent, thinking to myself, they're the people, they're me. 
20, 30 years. I didn't have, I couldn't have stood on stage at, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11. These people are, you know, are, 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 we're pioneering for others and it's pioneering watching these young, young people come through is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, you are, you are a, a role model for this, Nath. You really are. So, you know, don't, don't forget that and keep advocating and keep doing what you're doing because obviously you're speaking to people now and the reason it's going viral, the reason it's being picked up and, and more and more people want to do it is because you are, as I said, you're speaking to people who are in the same boat, exactly like your song says. So it's, it's perfect. Nath, what is coming up for you in the next six months? What, what have you got? You've got this wedding that you're beautifully writing a song for the bride and groom. It's absolutely lovely. What else you got coming up? Yeah. Yeah, the wedding. I'm not just doing that. I'm also doing some uh, Brazilian... I'm doing a, an instrumental arrangement of a Brazilian tune that the bride once played. Um, what's it called? Amor de Indio. I think that means Indian love, but I could be wrong. And the groom wanted some Welsh style. So he asked me if I could do Canon Lan, which is a favourite Welsh hymn. But I'm doing a jazz arrangement of it just because, you know, I, I hate classical style. So I've got the wedding. I've also got the Christmas quiz at the office coming up, which I'm... Well, I'm hosting two quizzes there, actually. And then I'll be going to... Um, my wife and I are going to be using Eurostar uh, after that to go to um, Germany, uh, Denmark, and Sweden, because that's where she's from. I really enjoy spending time in the kitchen in Sweden. It's a big kitchen. And we have some new family rituals, like making my very own Christmas log, which I started last year. I'm making one for the Christmas party where we're doing the quiz, actually. Interesting. <laughs> so it's quite it's quite manic at the moment, but um, <laughs> hopefully when the new year comes, things will have calmed down a little more. Mm. But what do I intend to do? Well, I would really like to go on making a difference to people's lives. I'd like to, you know, take another step forward and because, you know, I, I would have loved to have been a TV presenter, but, um, and I know it's, it's, it's not an easy platform to step on because, you know, it's a competitive market. But I would like to show people that even if you're autistic, it doesn't mean that you're incapable of things. You're just, you know, another person. You know, you're a superhero by the end of the day. You're like Superman. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it, and it, I mean, that sounds like you've got a lot going on. So, um, so is that, so you alluded to it, Sweden for Christmas. So you're spending Christmas in Sweden. Is that right? Yes, with my wife Lovely. and her parents. Lovely. Enjoy that. That'll be fantastic. So, Naif, if people want to kind of hear from you or hear about you, what's the best way that they can find your work? Give us SoundCloud. some links. SoundCloud. Okay. So can you give us some, well, you can send me some links and we'll pop that on SoundCloud. Any any other ways they can get in touch with you? Well, I should think that um, perhaps the thing to do is to just um, type my name into Google and I haven't checked myself, but I'm sure they'd be surprised at what they see because there was an incident once where I was walking in the streets and, you know, you get people trying to um, sell you things or advertise their company. Mm. Well, one of these people said to me once, you look familiar. And I just said, well, my name is Nath Trevette. He starts Googling me, finds me on YouTube, Vimeo and a few other things and says to his colleague, he's all over the place. <laughs> 
that's why they're senior knife. That's exactly why. Oh, awesome stuff. Okay, buddy. Um, last thing, I always offer, offer my guests before we kind of finish, I always ask them to give a kind of final thought, so something that you'd like to say. So I'm going to open it up to you. You can talk about anything, but a final thought. But I want you to think about a way that you're you of, of helping someone else. So think about something in terms of your yourself and why we're why you want to move forward with with positivity and autism so give a little bit of a final thought about that if you can all right well i mean i've had a very i had a very rough childhood and i've learned the hard way that a friend is what you make it for instance you know it's not necessarily that another person's view such as you know if you just talk to someone they're just an acquaintance but if you spend time with them they're your friend it's not that simple friend is what you make it uh, but um, I have this thing about tribes and, um, you know, natives and all that. And I just think that um, autistic people, you know, they have their own tribe. They understand each other and they can find inner peace within themselves as well, hopefully. I think anyone could do that. And, all, and you know, different tribes visit different tribes as well, you know. And so I guess when an autistic person goes out into the world out there you know even if it's just to do some shopping or you know go to a cafe or something it's a bit like you're blending in with another tribe they shouldn't really mind who you are and how you behave and what you do and all that because you know by the end of the day we're just equals we're just people and i really appreciate that people just accept each other for who they are but if anyone out there has been through difficult times, had difficult childhood or, you know, having difficulties blending in or just not being accepted for who they are, well, I'm always more than willing to listen. I've not done any professional counselling in my time, but I have done some sort of informal voluntary counselling and people have appreciated my efforts. At least that's the impression I get. So, you know, I'm I'm just happy to be of service by the end of the day. So if there's anyone out there who just needs to reach out to me and people have done that in the past on Twitter and all that, I would encourage it. Bless you, Knife. That's really kind. And again, you spoke nicely there about the, the tribes and things like that. When we were all sat in the room and we were all rehearsing and working together to make Autism's Got Talent what it was and you performers, you know, absolutely at the top of that, did that feel like a family unit? Did it feel like a good tribe that you were sat with on that day? I suppose it did. I mean, I didn't get to know all the acts. But um, of the ones I did know, you know, we were just praising each other on, you know, just saying, well done, I really enjoyed your performance. And of course, that's something that, you know, people just do in general anyway, because they want to encourage others. Mm. But yeah. um, also, by contrast to Hale, I found that people were a bit more um, physical and I don't do well along those lines usually. But for some reason, I didn't mind it so much. I think it's because people, um, you know, they actually understand your psychology. Mm. so you know and i i felt like hugging a couple of people as well which i did i hope they um felt valued mm. and i would really like to see them again no that's lovely nathan again i think one of those people you hugged was my wife and i think she was absolutely delighted to have a hug from you so i think i can speak up on behalf of her but yeah definitely um, look, no, thank you so much for coming and having a little chat here. I'd love to keep in touch and like to, to talk more about your work. So if there's anything else you're doing, please always feel free to come back and, and talk about it. But thank you for writing a song and delivering a song 
that spoke to so many people and have and continues to do not just to autism has got talent but people right. that find it on youtube thank you for writing that song can i just say richard of course. i had this idea only just today because the article and everything has gone viral now i'm following top of the pops on facebook i don't watch television but um what i'm thinking of doing is sharing the article with them and possibly sharing the um Nosan Lawen YouTube video of the song performance. And I'm not expecting anything big to come out of it because, you know, it's not, it doesn't quite work like that. But, you know, even if nothing does come out of it, I've still achieved a lot in the last year. So, you know, I do have a lot to be proud of. Uh, and, you know, I'm an autism advocate. All I can do is just keep trying and, I just hope that I can take this another step further for the sake of everyone in need and create a better world. Thanks, Nick. Well, as I say, thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, and as I say, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. So a huge, huge thank you to Nath for coming on the show and having that amazing interview with us. As promised at the beginning of the episode, here is his fantastic song, that you can listen to right now. If you want to follow the lyrics, they will be also in English in the show notes and description. But here is Nay's fantastic song from Autism's Got Talent. Dim 
Once again, thank you so much, Sinead, for the interview and for giving us that fantastic song. That's everything we've got time for today on the Advocate Autistic Podcast. We will have an, another amazing guest next week, I'm delighted to say. All will be revealed next week. For now, though, it's just time to say goodbye and take care. And to see us out, as always, here's how you can get in touch with the podcast. To get in touch with the show, you can email us at advocate to autistic at gmail.com. You can visit our Instagram page, Advocate to Autistic, Advocate to Autistic on Twitter, and you can get in touch with me on the Inside the Orange Instagram page, Orange Watts on Twitter, or email inside this orange at gmail.com. All these links will be available in the show notes and description. Mm-hmm.